Welcome back to another episode of Sports with a Z and a T. I'm Bryce Zielinski alongside Taylor Lattimore. We are presented by Godzilla Media, sponsored by Johnstone Supply in Troy, Saving Face Barbershop up in Saratoga Springs, Mohawk Honda, Techies Fire and Water Restoration, your best way back to normal. Uh, we had a huge week of football, week two of college football with some more chaos ensuing. And then, of course, we had the opening week of the NFL. We're going to dive into it. We have a Paisan's Pizza giveaway to get to later on in the show. So Hell yeah, keep, we do. It locked, keep it locked into this episode because you're not going to want to miss it. Uh, if you don't realize who Paisan's is, it was the it was uh, Barstool. Um, David Portnoy reviewed the pizza, and uh, it, it blew up, honestly. And it's great pizza anyway. I get it like once or twice a month at work um, down in mm-hmm. Albany. We get it like on a Thursday or a Friday. It's just really good pizza, but we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Um, I do want to get to our Johnstone supply sponsor real quick. It is football season and fall is officially here. And that means changes may be coming to your home. There's certainly changes in the weather coming, which means you have mm-hmm. to adapt. Does your furnace need to be replaced? You want to make sure that that's up and running before the snow comes. Or are you looking for an upgrade for your heating system? It's all things you need to get checked out now. Johnstone Supply in Troy can make sure your home is heated properly for the colder weather that is definitely on the way. Uh, A family-owned and operated business, Johnstone Supply in Troy has been helping upstate New York residents for decades. So go and visit their store on 6th Ave in Troy for more information on how they can help you this fall. Whether it's finding that proper change for your filters or making sure your home is heated properly for the cold weather that is ahead, Johnstone Supply in Troy staff can help you answer any questions that you may have from George to Tom. Tom is in our fantasy football league. I'm not sure if he won or not this past week. I know I did. I know Taylor did sports with the Z and it's two and O. Uh, yeah, you beat guys. Take that. Gaz. I scored the that's most what, points too. So that's what you get for approving a trade for a running back that got one carry for two yards for the tight end. that got targeted the most in week one, but anywho, uh, Tom is in that fantasy league as well. He will voice his displeasure. Uh, go see him and all the other great staff there who's looking forward to seeing you as well. Just go and follow them on Facebook. Call them today. Uh, Their number, if you want to jot it down, is 518-272-5922. Johnstone Supply in Troy. Just mentioned that you heard about us or about them from us here on Sports with a Z and a T presented by Godzilla Media. We had one hell of a a football weekend, Taylor, like I said, in the open. And I want to go to the college football first because, obviously, we had some good games there as well. We'll get to the Mm. NFL. We'll get to NFL Week 2. We'll get to all of it. But let's start college football. Uh, The chaos continues, and we are actually making history. And I I expected it, and and both you and I hinted at this uh, when we were making our college football playoff predictions a couple weeks ago that this seems like, yeah, you have Bama at the top, but this seems like a year that's set up for just absolute crapshoot. I mean, it's going to be chaos to the bitter end. You saw Ohio State lose to the um, Pac-12 in Oregon, so a Big Ten team falling to a Pac-12 team, not something you expected to see. Uh, You have Iowa, who went into Iowa State, who is one of your sneaky playoff teams, Taylor. 
Mm-hmm. And absolutely boat raced them. The score was close, but really that game wasn't. Um, Iowa dominated them from start to finish. You have questions around Oklahoma. Oregon made a statement for themselves. Like I said, Penn State is now 2-0. USC fired Clay Helton. Uh, you have Georgia up there with an absolutely dominating defense. And, and it was just another week. Uh, I mean, Notre Dame barely survived off of a, uh, off a scare of Toledo. So this Mm -hmm. is definitely a week you're starting to see the teams that may be pushing towards, you know, the college football rankings, that top 10 uh, where they could actually be fighting for a college football playoff spot later on in the week. But I want to get to some, and we talk about the chaos. There's a bunch of teams that could take advantage of this early chaos and opens the door wide open for a bunch of teams. We'll get to that, but Let's get to some of your observations off the rip from last week's college football slate. Yeah, I mean, when you you look at it and you break it down, a lot of things happen that looked normal. Um, Georgia absolutely obliterated UAB. As they Um, should. Alabama absolutely obliterated Mercer. Um, Clemson absolutely obliterated. Like, all these teams that you know, are supposed to do what they're supposed to do, did what they're supposed to do. But then the two that stand out to me the most, one, Arkansas beat Texas. And Texas is just... Texas is not back. Let me tell you now, Texas is not back. They are a sorry college football program that can't get out of their own way, out of mediocrity. Good luck in the SEC, Texas, because you can't even win in the Big 12, and you played a dumpster fire program in the SEC and got absolutely annihilated. That's embarrassing. Texas is embarrassing. Allowed 333 yards rushing. Um, This wasn't like Auburn, Georgia, or Bama. No. Arkansas. Arkansas. And then, of course, the big game of the week. Obviously, I'm sure you're happy, you're thrilled about it. <laughs> Oregon, Oregon taking down Ohio State, which opens the door wide open for Penn State to sneak into there and take over uh, the Big Ten. Um, that was really surprising. Ohio State has a big issue; they cannot stop the run to save their lives, and that's going to come back to bite them if they don't fix it. Um, obviously they is this a good points, time to but, mention that Penn State ran for over 240 yards this past week? Is this a good time to mention that? Yeah, yeah, okay. I mean, it's a great time. I mean, he's against cool. Ball State, so I mean, temper expectations there. But yeah, if you can do that <laughs> against them, then you could easily run for a hundred, uh, like a buck fifty against against Ohio State because the way Ohio State's defense is just Swiss cheese right uh, now for the run we, game. Yeah, we we said this last week, right? My my main concern with Ohio, I didn't. In my gut, I thought Ohio State was going to beat Oregon, but my question has been this defense. It wasn't the offense, and the offense put up the numbers. I mean, CJ Stroud looks good. I mean, he does look like a freshman at times, but that's to be expected. But the offense is doing its part, and it has some of the best wide receivers in the entire country. This defense is not like an Ohio State defense that you're used to. They are giving up yards in bunches, and Oregon really did whatever they wanted the entire afternoon. And then Penn State creeping its way in now in the top 10 in the rankings. And looking forward to next week, you get that Penn State-Auburn, which is a huge game. If Penn State pulls that that. out, then then they're going to be moving up the rankings even further. Um, if they win convincingly, they might even make it into like the top five. People um, laughed but- at me. This Penn State team's for real, and they're going to prove it this uh, this Saturday against Auburn. We're going to get to that. Um, before we get to next week's slate, I, we do want to talk about. I mean, you you mentioned Penn State, so so we'll talk about it. 
we'll talk about them first, but there are a couple other teams that are going to take advantage of this chaos. And that, I mean, with Ohio State losing, with Iowa making its presence known, with Penn State already beating Wisconsin, Michigan, you don't really know what they are. I think they're a very mediocre 2-0. and um, Washington's mm-hmm. not a very good team that they really barely beat. Um, so when it comes to Penn State, they have a killer defense. This defense is for real. They haven't faced an elite offense, but both Wisconsin and Ball State ranked in the top 50 of, of offensive rankings last year and brought back, brought back most of their quality players. People forget that Ball State – you know, take this with a grain of salt, is the MAC team to beat. They're the ones that have had the most success. They went to their first bowl game last year, won their first bowl game in program history, are one of the stronger teams out of the MAC. They didn't allow Ball State a touchdown on Saturday until they were up 31 in the fourth quarter, and that's coming off a week where they didn't give up a touchdown uh, uh, really outside of one big play against Wisconsin. They have 23 combined points against them, four yards per play over eight quarters now. Uh, this is a defense that is forcing uh, a lot of turnovers, getting to the quarterback and putting this offense in good positions to win. Um, scoreless first half against Wisconsin, Penn State has improved. Um, Clifford has looked controlled, which was probably the biggest knock of last year, and they're running the football all over everyone. Uh, Noah Kane ran for 69 yards. He had uh, Devin Ford and Kayvon Lee, who are the backups, they combined for over 100 yards. After last after last year's struggles on offense, um, this offensive unit seems to be turning the corner, and it, it just feels like the perfect storm with Auburn coming in to really catapult their season. A couple other teams I want to talk about. Cincinnati is a team that typically you don't really talk about Cincinnati, but if they keep winning – with the week schedule that they have, the door is open for that conversation. If chaos around them continues to ensue, um, that they have an unbelievable offense and um, their defense is always, as always, their strength. Uh, but, you know, their next two games are at that will be a big test for them coming up and they could really put a stamp on really uh, uh, solidifying themselves as a, maybe a legit college football playoff team. And then I look at teams like Iowa, who, like I mentioned, went into Iowa state, they look really good. Mm-hmm. Iowa is always one of those teams that they always lose a game to me that they're not supposed to. And that's what hurts them. But so far mm-hmm. under Kirk Ferentz, this looks like one of his stronger teams in a long, long time. You keep an eye on Florida. And then obviously Oregon, the PAC 12 team who, who, who rose up after beating Ohio state. Uh, the PAC 12 is really mediocre this year, but they have that big win now at Ohio State when Ohio State mm-hmm. was third in the nation. That should be enough if Oregon can handle their own business to at least get into the college football playoff, assuming mm-hmm. the chaos continues around around college football. Yeah, and then to talk about other teams who are kind of on the bubble right now, you got Texas A&M with a narrow, narrow victory over Colorado, which should be concerning to them. It was 10-7, to really low scoring. But uh, they're going to have games coming up against Arkansas, which, I mean, just beat Texas. Right. Um, so, and then eventually they'll, they'll be playing Alabama in a couple weeks. Obviously, I think they're going to lose that game. Um, but then they play Auburn again. So, say if they lose to Alabama and then they beat Auburn, who, I mean, depending on how they play against Penn State, you know, 
it, it, it it's gonna be chaos. That's for that's for damn sure. Yeah, and there's only so this week is actually overall a pretty quiet week in college football. There is only one ranked matchup, and that is 22 ranked Auburn going to number 10 Penn State. It's going to be the 7:30 whiteout game. State College is going to be booming 110,000 oh, jam packed into Beaver Stadium. There's another one. You missed one. Alabama and Florida. Uh, oh, yeah, Florida. I'm sorry. So, yeah, two. Alabama one, is, two. travels to Florida. Yeah, that's a good one as well. Alabama's still 15. I mean, Bama's still going to win. But, um, but, <laughs> Bama's going to beat everyone. They're going to win the But the I, all eyes are going to be on State College this week. And I, I can't reiterate enough, especially picking Penn State as my sneaky college football playoff team. Within the first three weeks, Penn State has the chance to have a road win against a top 10 team in Wisconsin at the time, and then another ranked win against an SEC team in Auburn, who is undefeated at the time, as well as the best MAC team. Uh, they're continuing to build an impressive resume early if they can come out of this game and win. Um, the atmosphere is going to be elect electric the last time penn state played an sec team um that wasn't a bowl game it was alabama back in 2009 joe paterno was still the head coach there it's been a long long time this place is ready to explode and, and i think penn state wants to prove that the big 10 is not to be messed with this year and they mm. can beat teams in the sec like auburn well i think if penn state wants a real shot at getting into the getting into the top four they need to run the table at least until they get to ohio state um and then obviously you know if they lose to ohio state and it's a close game and ohio state's still ranked high then it is what it is but but yeah i think they need to not obviously they can't have any losses against you know villanova indiana Iowa's one that's that's closer but if we lose to villanova you'll find me <laughs> at the top of the bridge, ready to jump. So <laughs> you'd be crying in a corner during our podcast, right over there with Odin. I won't do it. You're gonna have to do it by yourself. <laughs> oh, I refuse. I refuse. Right. Let's move on to uh, to the NFL. The the week one of the NFL. Take yeah, week one. Week one of the NFL. So for Sorry, all our God. listeners, I have the sheet. He's uh, got it on paper. I have it on paper for Literally. people and people on our YouTube feed. I was ten and six last week, and Taylor was nine and seven. Just saying, just saying. I won. Got me by one. Well, your mistake was picking the Colts over the season. Yeah, of course it was. I'm well. You know, I'm gonna be home around this. I don't think I'm gonna pick them this week if it makes you any feel any better. Not with the way they um, freaking played last week. Some some immediate reaction. Um, I want to start with the Rams over the Bears. Um, the Rams look the part, honestly. I, I think this team is, especially the way the, the Packers played, and they were my NFC champ. I get it. It's one week, but the way the Packers look. Um, yeah. The, the Rams, we'll honestly, <clears throat> we're, we're going to get to that. Um, the Rams passing offense looks as good as advertised uh, with Matthew Stafford uh, behind center. Um, Cooper Cup. Had an unbelievable day. Van Jefferson is coming into his own, and Cam Akers, who Cam Akers, who uh, Daryl Henderson ran for seventy yards. Don't even get me started. Um, 
Daryl Henderson with the limited opportunity that he really had because the passing game was so good. 16 carries for 70 yards and a touchdown. He looked the part. He was out there for all of two, uh, all but two uh, snaps that Sony Michelle got in, um, you know, the late minutes of the game when the game was out of hand, uh, if that's right. Um this is a team, especially with the way the defense is uh, with the pass rush, Jalen Ramsey in the secondary. This Rams team, in my opinion, proved now I get it. It's the Bears, um, but I have no no reason to not believe in this Rams team being the team to beat in the NFC. Yeah, I mean, their passing game looked amazing. It's hard to tell. Um, I didn't really, not like I went back and looked at the film or anything, so I didn't actually see whether or not it was it was more of Matthew Stafford kind of looking off the safeties or whether they were just blowing coverages because some of those passes were wide open, like the Cooper cup pass towards the end of the, like, well, that, yeah, he, yeah, that, that was, was a blown just, coverage. That, that was, was a blown just, coverage. yeah. But I heard, I saw people on Twitter being like, no, no, no. He looked him off. He looked off the, the safety and whatever. And I'm like, yeah, but like that much no that was that was blown so uh, against the better team i'd like to see them play uh, and and perform this well against a team that's not the bears i think the bears <laughs> also need to be starting fields at, as soon as possible i think andy dalton yeah ju- just needs to be inevitable and he he yeah. and he looked in limited time granted limited time small package fields look good he looked composed. He looked ready for the moment. So I, I think if the Bears continue to struggle, and we'll, we'll talk about it when we do our week two picks, but I think if the Bears struggle uh, next week, Fields will be in. Yeah, I I agree with that. I, I think it's coming sooner rather than later. Um, but also the Rams defense, oh, like Jalen Ramsey was all over the field. The man was a beast. He was not only in coverage, but in the run game, he was blowing up the runs in the backfield. He looked the part of like a defensive player of the year, honestly, like early bid, but he was playing out of his mind. Uh, I want to talk chiefs Browns real quick. We, we won't, we won't harp too long on any of these games. Cause we want to take most of our time and, and break down week two, but the chiefs explosive offense took a little time to get going. But once they did, um, there was no looking back. Does some of that have to, uh, be contributed to the Browns choking. Yeah, probably um, because the Browns had that game, but um, it, it's kind of what I expected. The Browns just are not at the end of the day where the, the where the chiefs are. And quite honestly, that's the team closest to them by, by the looks of things, at least from week one to compete with the chiefs to be the representative of the AFC in the super bowl. Um, I, what, what else can you say? The chiefs just, they, they look like the dominant team that they are. Yeah. And uh, a lot of people I heard on, on Twitter and whatnot, just <clears throat> like talking about how, like, you can't really, you can't really beat the chiefs by like running the ball as much as you, the chief, the Browns may want to. And at the end of the day, like you're going to have to throw it and keep up with Patrick Mahomes. And also, did you see the, the whole meme about um, Pat Mahomes went like that when he chucked it up. To fuck Tyreek it, just throw it down there. Yep. Fuck it, Tyreek's <laughs> down there somewhere. And then did you see his reaction to a reporter bringing it up? Yep. And he was yep. like, it do be like that sometimes. Yeah. It's I, just so funny because he literally did kind of just chuck it up. And Tyreek kind of like, you know, he came back to it and, and he, he found it somehow. <laughs> And, and, and that's the thing. That really funny. But the, but that's the thing that makes Patrick Mahomes Patrick Mahomes. He can he can just I I don't even know how to explain. I mean he 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 could just 
do these things and, and get away with it because of just the natural feel of the position that he has. It's something that we really haven't seen before with his just natural instinct to to know where his wide receiver can be to go out there and make a play. It's it's not like a Tom Brady where he's finesse and, and he yeah. can command an offense. Patrick Mahomes does that, but just the added athletic ability that Mahomes has to do those things, it's just must-watch television constantly, and, and it was once again this past weekend. And Mahomes did Mahomes things. So I'm, now I'm going to segue on that point to another game. How about the Cardinals and Kyler Murray? Talk about someone who can just run around the defense and find his receiver out of nowhere. Uh, Kyler Murray put on a show. I think he's early, early uh, MVP guy. Uh, he's definitely going to be in the running if he keeps playing like this. Um, five total touchdowns. He threw for four, ran one in, and just the escapability. He was running all over the Titans. And then, like, that that one specific play that I have in my head, I think everyone has in their head because they've seen it a million times. If you're on Twitter, you saw it, where just, like, he was dead, dead to rights in the backfield, like, four times, juked out five people and somehow just, whoop, right over to his receiver, DeAndre Hopkins, who, you know, had a great game. Cardinals absolutely destroyed the Titans, which is great for the Colts because the only team that got a win in the AFC South was the Texans. Um, you know, so that, that bodes well for them, but yeah, the Cardinals surprised me with how I thought they would beat the Titans, but Derrick Henry looked not good at all. And Kyler Murray in that offense looked explosive. Yeah. And and I think it kind of goes both ways. I'm not, I'm not going to try to take anything away from the Cardinals, but a little bit of that is contributed to <laughs> the slow start. The Titans had because of only having one. Now I'm not trying to make excuses for them, but they only had one full week of practice as a unit before the season opener. And they, they do notoriously get off the slow starts, uh, fell behind 24 to six. Um, I believe in a, this team that they'll correct it. Uh, it. It doesn't help that the offensive line struggled, which is a big reason why Derrick Henry struggled. Uh, the the yeah. offensive line was dominated by Arizona. I mean, obviously Chan Chandler Jones and his five sacks is a prime example of that. Yeah. Um, but the questions remain about right tackle. In addition to now, uh, Taylor, uh, Taylor Lewin, uh, what a horrible performance at left tackle that he had. Um, this Titans team was a mess. Uh, Julio Jones did not seem to be all there. Uh, th th it was just a bad game for Tennessee that I expect to be corrected. Now, not to take away from Arizona, Kyler did put on a show. Uh, two each to DeAndre Hopkins and Christian Kirk. Uh, five touchdowns in total. This Cardinals roster has the firepower to have a very good season. Uh, I wonder how it can be sustained as the season goes on. But no, I mean, you can't argue with the performance and say Kyler is an early, early MVP candidate. Um, I'm not going to buy into that thought, but I definitely understand the argument. Um, another game I, I want to get to before, before I forget because I think this is must talk and it was my uh my NFC Super Bowl representative who I'm quickly uh <laughs> just I mean one I'm baffled I mean my jaw was to the floor on this one uh the Packers suffered yeah. the worst loss in the Aaron Rodgers era uh just absolutely got boat raced by New Orleans out in Jacksonville, thirty-eight to three. Jameis Winston looked like Aaron Rodgers, not What'd Aaron Rodgers. Um, 
the say Winston threw five touchdowns. Rogers mm-hmm. threw the two interceptions. Um, obviously, a case could be made for a uh, a stunning performance <clears throat> by the Saints. Uh, the biggest question for the Saints remains their depth. Um, but this is more about the Packers and just how bad they look. This is still largely the same team that won 13 games last year. So I'm not here pressing the panic button. But the concern to me isn't as much that it lost, but how convincingly it got beat. And look how disinterested and how bad. Typically, when we talk about the Packers losing, it's in spite of Aaron Rodgers, right? It's while the defense let him down, while the offensive line couldn't protect him. No, Aaron Rodgers was bad. And did Rodgers' offseason drama impact how badly the offense struggled? I don't think that's as much of a hot take as as it may come off as. The reality is that the Packers looked like a smooth-running machine during summer practices, but yet the bigger issue is the offensive line. Um, Rodgers going on an interview with Aaron Andrews as everybody's getting ready to turn on the 1 o'clock games, and Rodgers, I mean, what a pompous ass. <laughs> I don't know if you saw that interview. I did not, no. uh, um, I mean, he he was out. He just just the way he came across with his answers. I definitely recommend going and watching the interview. I'm not going to explain his answers, but it's somebody that you don't even hear from Tom Brady talking like that. Not so, and and you know, just just where he thinks he has the right to dictate. Now, I'm not saying he shouldn't have a say in some things, but to have full say o- over how the roster is constructed. Um, bragging that his name's going to be up on, you know, the wall with, you know, Bart Scott and Vince Lombardi and Brett Favre and uh, Reggie White. Like, I mean, you've won one Super Bowl. Where the fuck do you get off? Like thinking that you're the greatest Packer to ever walk this earth. You're not. And (sighs) it it was just really, it it threw me off a little bit listening to that interview and, and and when it comes to the game, Rodgers faced quick pressure um, up the middle from that offensive line that just wasn't good. Um, the second pick was essentially desperation, but this uh, is, is a team that has a lot of problems, and Devontae Adams didn't get involved. Aaron Jones only carried the ball six times, get it, game, game script, but um, – he wasn't involved. Tunyon was targeted once. Uh, it's just a team that when you're looking at a 13-win season and you're bringing back most of the talent and Rodgers is all the talk but can't walk the walk in week one, it's just like, holy shit. I mean, this Packers team, I don't know. Look, they play Detroit, and we'll break this game down a little bit when we make our picks. But it, it, it's like I don't know what to expect from them, and it, it, that's part of the week one overreactions. And we all have heard Aaron Rodgers say the four letter word "relax," R E L A X, but um, five, R E. <laughs> math, we're not, Bryce. We're not, we're, yeah, we're not math, math podcast, <laughs> Um But like, it, it it was that bad that I don't I don't know if you can simply say, well, it was a bad week. It was week one. They'll get it right. I don't think it's that simple. Well, I want to give full credit to the Saints for coming out and being prepared. Um, Jameis Winston in his, his after game interview on the field was just like, hey, we we were more prepared. And that's what it came down to. Um, I can't take all the credit for the Jameis Winston call. I'll shout out to my boy Quinn. I know he listens to the podcast every week. He was the first one to put it in my head that, you know, Jameis playing on the saints, new environment, totally new team, better offense. 
he's going to fall out. And you know what? He did. And I, I told you that's why I picked them. Uh, five touchdowns for him. He didn't throw for very many yards. I think actually he had the record for like the least amount of yardage, but the most touchdowns, which is crazy. Um, but yeah, uh, Aaron Rodgers, it, it, I don't think it's a hot take to say that the offseason drama affected it because there's no way that it didn't. Like you can't come out here and look that bad and that apathetic and have it not be a symptom of an entire offseason where you basically held the organization hostage or tried mm-hmm. to failed exactly. miserably. Honestly, he, he failed at it because the Packers just stared right at him in a game of chicken, didn't blink. And they were like, don't play then. Like what? Don't play. We'll play Jordan Love. We drafted him for this reason. Um, and he even got play in this game and looked all right. I mean, yeah, I, I, I don't know. This 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 has to fall on the shoulders of Aaron Rodgers mainly because he's the one who threw the the first pick really was shocking. Like I, I watched it live and it was just like it was like what? Like that doesn't happen. <laughs> like Aaron Rodgers, he throws like seven picks a season, and to start out with a pick on one of their first drives, it was just weird to see and then to see him come down and do it again and it's like what are we watching right now because this isn't aaron Rodgers. and yeah i totally get that he sounds really arrogant he's been sounding arrogant all summer to be honest i mean will his name be up in the raptors probably because he is one of the greatest quarterbacks ever in terms of you know his accuracy his touchdown to an interception ratio he only has one super bowl to show for it which is a blemish and why he's not considered the greatest of all time. Cause if he had like seven super bowls, like Tom Brady, it wouldn't even be close because statistically he is one of the best, but yeah, yeah one I, super I don't bowl. know. Nick Foles has one super bowl. <laughs> you're right. You're so right. Um, you can't just come out here and think that you own the place just because you're good at your job. When you put up a dud like this, in a season opener when you're, you're trying to go out there and prove yourself. And I heard some people saying, oh, do you think he's do you think he's trying to get himself traded? And I'm like, well, this is the worst way to go about doing it because you're tanking your draft or your, your trade value if you're doing this crap. I mean, I, it was embarrassing. That's the only real word for it. it. It was an embarrassing show by the Packers overall. And as an Aaron Jones owner in fantasy, really disappointing to see that six carries and uh, nothing for I- it. I mean, I still I got away with it I this still week. Win. Yeah, so did I. I still won. Um, I I have Aaron Jones in the Godzilla Media League. I, I got away with it. Um, put it I'm, this way: I was still the highest scorer of the week. I'll put week it this. I'll put it this way: Aaron him. Jones still scored more than uh, Sony Michelle. Um, <laughs> I'm not letting it go. I'm just not. I'm not going to let it go. No, it's but, ridiculous. But anyway, um. There's a couple other look, – look, there's a lot of games I'd love to get to, so I'm just going to rattle off some that we we don't need to talk. Giants are a dumpster fire. We both said they're the worst team in the NFC East. They proved the part. Daniel Jones is just an absolute dumpster fire. Uh, Washington football team is in trouble. Ryan Fitzpatrick is now out for at least four to six weeks, possibly even more with the hip subluxation. Um, Taylor Heineke is taking over, however. Look, I – he is what he is. He might win you some games, but he's going to lose you a lot as well. Um, I just think the division is go- is a little bit better than that. Um, Dallas, you know, they they play Tampa. They they look good um, overall. I, I think I think Tampa Dallas Bay's is good. Rush defense is incredible. At Tampa Bay's rush defense is is unbelievable. That defense as a whole is good. Dak was able to put some yardage up on them in the air, but I, I think, I, I think their, their defense is going to be fine. Tampa looks to be, if not LA Tampa is surely the best team in the NFC. Um, Dallas is going to be up there in the NFC East. Uh, I let's talk about 
the elephant in the room, right? I mean, my 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 birds. I just talked about the other three NFC East teams. There was only one NFC East team that that won uh, on Sunday, and that would be my my Philadelphia Eagles, who blew me out of the water by their right. performance. 32 to 6. No, 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 no. This is the Eagles. Yeah, no. Let me have my moment. And then you can. Them. I'm literally going to. All right. All right. All right. Go, 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 go. Right, before, right. before. So I was so I was at work. I had to work on this weekend, which doesn't happen Ooh. often, but it Ooh. happened to happen this. I know it sucked. So, and normally what I do is I stream. I don't have a cable provider or anything. Uh, I mean, I don't have like a TV with a cable box. So I usually stream anyway, but I don't get much service and the Wi-Fi. my job is shit. So I didn't have much uh, streaming capabilities, but the one game that was on Yahoo sports app and that I was able to get without any trouble was this game. The, the really Eagles versus the Falcons. Yes. Because Yahoo sports does, they, they play like one game and then they play all the primetime games and you can get them easily. And that it works fine to the app. Cause it's not like streaming stream, like, you know, illegal streaming. It's part of the contract. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like it's it's easy. So that Wi-Fi worked with that. So it was the only game I really could watch, like all of in the one o'clock uh, time. And you know what? They impressed me too. Jalen Hurts, yeah. impressive. Yeah. Dude yeah. was impressive. Like, I don't know if it was mostly because they are good or whether the Falcons are just a little bit of a little bit of both. A little bit of both. But Jalen Hurts getting out of pressures not getting sacked it was it was very impressive and then getting uh, throws off and getting throws to Devonte smith and and at the end just like tacking on that last throw uh to jalen rager at the end and and, and their rush attack looked good with miles sanders their defense was doing enough at least against the falcons who i don't think are great but yeah i the, the eagles really impressed look uh- and, and I was trying to tell people that this is a talented roster that comes down to the success of Jalen Hurts and how ready and how prepared head coach Nick Sirianni is. Um, first off, 264 passing yards, 27 to 35 with three touchdowns. Jalen Hurts was poised. He seemed in control of the offense understood situations, didn't do anything stupid, um, knew when to get rid of the ball, knew when to take his losses and get to the next down or trust his defense. If the play wasn't there, he wasn't forcing it, which as much as I love him, the past couple years, the Eagles fell victim to a lot of Carson Wentz forcing plays and trying to make a play on every single down. And sometimes as an NFL quarterback, you have to realize that you can't do that. Uh, There's a lot of reason to be excited about the Eagles and the young offensive playmakers around this team. Um, I mentioned Hertz. You can talk about Devontae Smith, six catches for 71 yards and the touchdown. Uh, Kenneth Gainwell behind Miles Sanders in the run game. They combined for over 150 yards on the ground with Miles Sanders having 113 of them. Jalen Rager has stepped up in a big way. Dallas Goddard contributed. Quez Watkins as well. There's a lot of production out of a relatively inexperienced group, which is really good to see. Um they have a strong test against the Niners, which we will talk about. But the yep. ceiling for this team, as I've said, comes down to 
uh, the success of Jalen Hurts and how he handles this offense and how Nick Sirianni gets this team ready. Uh, they passed the eye test in week one. I mean, Atlanta's bad, but they're not 32 to six bad when you're hearing, you know, these so-called experts. And that's why I was telling people to pump the brakes for talking about this Eagles team. It's one of the worst five teams in football. Um, they went into Atlanta road game and absolutely annihilated the Falcons who still have weapons. I mean, Matt Ryan is not, you know, dead. He's still a serviceable <laughs> quarterback in this league. You have Calvin Ridley and, and Kyle Pitts. In. Matt Ryan's not dead. <laughs> the Eagle, but the bottom line is the next couple of weeks are going to tell us a lot about the Eagles. But I, I think a lot of people are starting to realize that this is a talented roster. I said the defense is sneaky, uh, top 10, possibly top five defense in the NFL, especially with their pass rush. That Eagles offensive line is healthy. Uh, they have the weapons. If Jalen Hurts can utilize them, they impressed under Sirianni's first game at the helm. It'll take more evidence before believing. I get that uh, for a lot of people, but it was a good start, and about as good of a start as they could have asked for, and they're the only mm -hmm. team in the NFC East to have one and look like the most complete team out after week one. Yeah. And if you look at it, I still believe in Washington, obviously they're, they're going to struggle probably with Tyler Haneke. Um, but I still believe that they can put together at least a push for that division. Um, and obviously the Cowboys are going to be a, a legit threat. I, I think that obviously they played the arguably one of the best teams, probably the best team in the NFC, like you said. So so I think they honestly should have won that game if it had been against anyone else besides Tom Brady with a final drive to win it. it they might have won the game. Um, so you're going to have, I think NFC East is going to be really competitive outside of the Giants. But I really did like them. I think they go as far as, you know, that healthy offensive line and the defensive line. Uh, Fletcher Cox being a, a, a man and just wreaking havoc. And then mm -hmm. if their offensive line can stay healthy and Jalen Hurts plays like he played uh, on Sunday, yeah, I think they're a definite threat in the NFC to win that division. Um, it, whether they go further from that, I don't know. There's a lot of good teams in the NFC. The NFC West, they sure. all won. That's yeah. crazy, and they all looked convincingly good. So um, NFC North is the new NFC East. They all lost. Yeah, might be. There you go. Um, are you done with your Eagles? Can I can I talk for like five minutes about? How yeah, we 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 could talk we we could we could talk about your Colts. Go ahead. All right. This bottom line is Wentz looked fine. I I mm -hmm. liked what I saw from Wentz because mm -hmm. the reason that they didn't play well and the reason that Wentz mm -hmm. was on his ass every you're, two downs you're, was you're the already line. You're already welcome to the club. You're already making <laughs> excuses for Carson Wentz. Welcome okay. to the Carson family. Good. He didn't he didn't turn the ball over. He didn't throw a pick. Uh, I think he might have fumbled once, but I think we recovered. On a QB uh, sneak. Yeah, yeah, okay. But the offensive line was terrible. I was hoping that Eric Fisher would play. He did not. He was inactive, and so Davenport was in, and Davenport allowed eight pressures, and that's not good. And the rest of the line, I mean, uh, Brayden Smith, I think, is injured now, so that's great with another foot injury. We can't get away from the foot injuries. Um, the only one on the line who didn't really give up pressure was Kelly and obviously Quentin Nelson. Um, but if we shore up that left side, if, if, if Eric Fisher can come back in the next couple weeks, then maybe it won't be as bad, but otherwise the, the offense just looked stagnant because the offensive line couldn't hold anyone. And then on the defensive side in the first half, we just let, you know, 
uh, Russell Wilson do whatever Russ, he wanted. Russ cooked. Russ cooked. We, we clamped him up a little bit in towards the third and, the, and into the fourth, but at that point, the game was over anyway. We couldn't get any rushing going because our offensive line couldn't make holes, and we couldn't throw the ball because the offensive line couldn't let Wentz have more than three seconds in the pocket. Um, but the fact that he wasn't trying to push things too much, like you were saying earlier, how he w- he would try to force plays. I don't think he was really trying to force plays too much. Yeah, I honestly didn't. I season. honestly didn't watch. Um, obviously, because the Eagles I were on at one o'clock. Much. So, so I wasn't. I but so. I, I looked at the highlights and I, I read some of the stats. But um, no, it definitely sounds like it was not. Um, in the it wasn't fault of Carson, fault. it wasn't no. in the fault of, Car- of Carson as much. And um, they also, the line hasn't played; to, they haven't practiced really as much because you know Quentin Nelson was hurt, and Eric Fisher's been hurt, and everyone's been freaking hurt. So I think once they gel a little more, have a couple of games. Not that they have a easy schedule because they play the Rams and Aaron Donald next. So I don't think that they're gonna. That be, should be fun. Yeah, no, it'll be it'll be a riot. Uh, but if the offensive line can do better, you know. The defense will probably feed off of that. Colts didn't look good. Um, Give them a couple one, weeks. Maybe they'll one last better. thing before we start going to previewing week two and doing our picks. Um, is it ta- it is is it going to be to the point where we're pressing the panic button on the Bills, or was it just one game against a really tough defense? Let's move on. The Bills are going to be fine because I I'm leaning more towards the. I don't know if our listeners remember, but I picked the Bills as my regression team this year. I, I just don't think I think they're look they're going to be a good football team. I still think they might win that division, but to think that they're going to be a legitimate threat to the Chiefs for the AFC crown is foolish in my opinion, and they kind of showed you why. Well, I picked them to be in the AFC Championship against the Chiefs, and maybe that was uh, a pick that I'm going to regret. I think they can still get to uh, like an 11 win teams. I think maybe you know 14, 15 is a little bit out of reach for them, um, but I think they could still win that division. Um, I don't know. I, I think it's more of an aberration than anything else because I do think that we underestimated the Steelers' defense. I think you and I both kind of did that, but I mean they they weren't doing the Steelers weren't doing much until they got that, uh, that punt return for a touchdown. Mm-hmm. And then it kind yeah. of just sparked from there and it, the momentum just kind of got lost on the bills. And even then they were still in it. They were outscored 23 to three in the second half. Yeah. And uh, yeah, but it, even in, even that at the end of the game, they were still marginally in it. They still had a chance at least in the, the closing minutes to score or something and, and, and get back into that game. So I don't completely give it up. I just think the, the Steelers defense is actually, it's like really good. Like they're back they're, they're The Steelers will go as far as their defense carries them. I think, because I still don't believe in Ben well, Roethlisberger. Ben, ben Roethlisberger's a, throws look like it's from a wet noodle. So yeah, I, yeah, I, exactly. I, I mean, it, it looks like Najee Harris though. couldn't do anything. Their offensive line is still a pile of dog crap, but yeah, their defense is going to win them some games, and it won them this game. So give them credit. Their defense is the special teams. All right, before we head to our week two preview, I do want to give a shout-out to Mohawk Honda. And the current supply and demand challenges within the auto industry makes this, honestly, a perfect time for you to get top dollar for your vehicle as fall approaches and you're starting to see, you know, all, all the thoughts of the 2022 vehicles. And why not start about thinking and trading in your vehicle now, right now, at Mohawk Honda, you can take advantage of the Kelly Blue Book instant cash offer. They will put cash in your hand for your vehicle the exact same day you come in, even if you don't even buy from them. That's honestly a pretty sweet deal, especially for all those recent college grads or students 
in need of a new ride or some extra cash. I know I definitely know that feeling after coming home and, and graduating. I was lucky to, enough to get a Mohawk Honda Civic um, that I absolutely love. But I know that feeling. I get it. Uh, Mohawk Honda has consistently kept their lot fully stocked with hundreds of pre-owned vehicles, which can't be said for a lot of those other places out there. Uh, I mean, a lot of these places you go and trade a vehicle and they don't really have anything for you to get afterwards. So you're kind of stuck, which is not exactly ideal considering you need a ride. Their large inventory makes shopping fun as you browse through the many makes and models to choose from. And you can also check out their full selection online. Stop in and say hi to Greg Johnson, the assistant general manager, Jake Hot Sauce Doyle, or Louie, the VIP man Morales, or one of the many helpful sales consultants here at Mohawk Honda. There is a vast selection of Honda certified pre-owned vehicles, so now is the time to take advantage of that Kelly Blue Book instant cash offer that I just mentioned. Mohawk Honda in Glenville, where they always go out of their way to please you. I know what pleases me is beating you last week in our picks. I'm just a reminder to our listeners. I am up 10 to six and you are nine and seven, which is it's actually pretty close. We, yeah, I know, but I'm still up. So and the only reason it. is because I picked the Colts, which I shouldn't have. I should have been smart. Idiot. Not, not, Idiot. Pick the homer, not make the Homer pick just because I want them to win. What what's a loser. What's actually going to happen, not what loser. I want to happen. Prove me wrong. Either way, I win. Loser. If they win, then I, then yeah, I might yeah, be wrong yeah. in that, but they win. And if they lose, then my pick is good. So next this time, we can start with that game. I'm picking against the Colts because the Rams are too No, good. no, no. We got to get there first. <laughs> Relax. I, I'm going to let that you know sit, sit and uh, just get you all hot and bothered as we make our picks. And it's going to throw you off throw you off your game uh let's start with the thursday sure. night game sure, which is actually all of a sudden a really intriguing matchup the new york football giants who are an absolute dumpster fire of a football team uh heading to washington to uh to play the sewage filled washington football team did you see that video did you see the no. sewage uh pipe burst in the stands no, I did not. That sounds all. Oh, uh, so it, uh, one of the uh, sewage pipes burst uh, in one of the concourses of FedEx Field uh, this past weekend and went all over a bunch of fans that were sitting in the section. It was just so phenomenal. The state of the Washington football team. Um, looking at this. Up. Oh my goodness! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You just looked it up. Yeah, it's, oh my it's fantastic. <laughs> it, it, uh, unidentified liquid was coming out of the pipe, and uh, you can put the two and two together. Um, oh my goodness gracious! So, with that being said, we do have to pick a winner of this game now. Keep in mind, Ryan Fitzpatrick is now out for about six to eight weeks. I said four to six. It'll probably be closer to six to eight with the hip subluxation. Um, this defense is still really, really good. They are 0-1. They lost to the Chargers last week. But they face a Giants team, Taylor, that really, really struggled against the Denver Broncos. And the offensive line for the Giants is really bad. Um they got absolutely dominated off a defense that only blitzed 16% of the time last week, which was by far the lowest in the NFL last week. Um, keep in mind that what is Washington's strength? Yeah, the pass rush. Uh, Daniel Jones turned the ball over countlessly again. Saquon Barkley is still getting eased into the offense, and this defense just can't stop um, the, uh, the, the opposing offense when they're thrown out there. Uh, so often because of a 
anemic offense to say the least. And then you have your head coach challenging a automatically reviewed play. Uh, that, that was great. <laughs> um, so needless to say, I feel like these are the two, uh, garbage cans of the NFC East this year in the giants and Washington Taylor. I know you still like Washington led by Ty- uh, Taylor Heineke, um, but we do have to pick uh, a winner of this game. Yeah. And I'm going to stick with Washington. I mean, this is a, a lot easier of a pick than it was last week to pick Washington. Cause I mean, the Chargers are a good team um, and New York is terrible. And New York wasn't able to stop the, I mean, much of anything against Denver, especially the run they gave up almost 200 yards rushing um, like what 160 ish. Um, so I think that Antonio Gibson's going to have one hell of a day. And hopefully for my sake and a lot of my fantasy teams, Terry McLaurin also does that. Um, I don't think this Giants defense is going to put too much pressure on Heineke. So I think he'll feel the most comfortable he might feel in a while uh, playing this Giants team. And uh, the Giants will not be able to stop the pass rush. Um, Chase Young, Montez Sweat. It's going to be brutal. I think that New York is going to lose. Washington gets an easy victory. Yeah, and I agree with you. I don't. I don't, I don't, I don't know if it's going to be easy because I, I don't know how many points this offense is going to put up with Taylor Heineke, even with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, I think it's going to be a close game, but I do agree with you that I think Washington is going to win this game. I just, I am not a believer in this Giants team at all, nor should anybody. At based off of what you saw in Week One against Denver, which is, I mean, a good team, but. I, not somebody you should struggle mightily on in all three phases of the game against. Um, let's go to the other New York team, and that would be the Jets. They are home with their home opener against the Patriots. They lost to Carolina. The Jets did in Zach Wilson and Robert Saleh's, uh debut. Um, Wilson looked better in the second half. Jets still struggled. It's clear that this defense is just going to be really, really bad, and they just don't have enough outside of maybe Corey Davis for Zach Wilson on the offensive side of the ball against the Patriots team that look, I don't know about you, but Mac Jones looks a part of a true NFL quarterback. Yeah, I think he does. I, I'm honestly really surprised that um, – I'm still really surprised that New England lost that game last week. I thought that they – Just because you beat – you won. picked them doesn't mean you should be surprised that they no, lost. I, I am surprised because Miami's not that great of a team either. And uh, I, we've talked at length about how we don't really believe, especially you don't believe that Tua is really the guy. But he showed at least a little bit of life. But as for the Patriots against the Jets, uh, I, I mean – the Jets aren't good, and Zach Wilson showed flashes, but he's going to be facing a Patriots defense that's going to be even maybe tougher than the Panthers. Well, I, well the Panthers have a pretty good defense. Um, but, yeah, I think that against a rookie quarterback, Bill Belichick usually excels. Um, so he's – yeah, I, I think – I'm taking the Patriots in this one. I think it's pretty clear to me. Yeah. I'm, I'm that's not going to win very many games. No, the, the, the Jets, look, and you know this going in that the Jets are in rebuild mode. Um, I saw things out of Zach Wilson that I liked, but he's a rookie, and so is Mac Jones. But it, it, it appeared to me, at least based on the two games 
that I saw, whether it be New England against Miami or the Jets against Carolina, that Mac Jones is a little ahead of schedule than Zach Wilson. Mac, And that's a big reason why Cam Newton got released, right? Uh, uh, Bill yeah. Belichick believes that Mac Jones is ready to take a hold of this offense. And they looked good. Uh, they got hurt by some fumbling issues, which is not a fault to Mac Jones. The defense mm-hmm. played well. This is still a Patriots team that I think is going to be a problem for the AFC. And I do expect them to be pushing for a playoff spot. Um, the Jets just aren't there yet. So, yeah, I agree with you. I'm taking New England as yeah. well. And 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 say what you will about Damian Harris and his fumbling issues that he had. He still ran for 100 yards. And if we go back a week ago, um, <laughs> Christian McCaffrey actually led the Panthers in both rushing and receiving, which is just crazy. I just wanted to throw that out there because he's yeah. a fantasy god. Um, but I was lucky enough to get him in one of my leagues, my keeper league, and th- I love him to death. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, I have him obviously in our league, our Godzilla Media League, and he's just, it's just incredible. Leading the team in rushing and receiving is almost unheard of. Um, but yeah, I think that uh, Damon Harris will still have a good, a good day. And if he can fix some of his fumbling issues, and Mac Jones looked poised at, enough, poised enough, he didn't, he didn't force anything, I don't think. So, yeah, I, I'm taking the Patriots. Let's go to Denver and Jacksonville. And we talked about Denver already in their Oof. performance against the Giants, but we haven't really touched on how bad Jacksonville looked. Look, I, um, I didn't – I know Jacksonville's bad, but I didn't think they'd get blown out by arguably the worst <laughs> team in football, in my opinion, which is but Houston. Too, yeah. Um, Houston did what they wanted. The score is close because of garbage time points that Trevor Lawrence got. Look, Trevor Lawrence showed the reason why he was chosen number one overall. He showed the signs of a true stud in the NFL, but he also made rookie mistakes, had three interceptions as well. Mm. Um, This is just a Jaguars team that is inept of talent. Um, you, you almost feel for Trevor Lawrence because this is what you worry about when you bring in a top high end rookie quarterback that you surround him with such a lack of talent in some cases that he can't grow and just gets into his own head. And it's kind of similar to Sam Darnold in a way, just never was able to get to the next level. And before you know, he's looking for another place for work. I'm not saying that's what's going to happen to Trevor Lawrence, but the situation reminds me of a possibility of that happening. Um, Outside of the fact that I think urban Meyer just simply is not an NFL coach. I think he is a disaster. Um, I don't see any way how I could pick Jacksonville in this one, Taylor, I'm going Denver. Yeah, I, I'm gonna have to agree with you on that. I mean, Lawrence, you know, he made a lot of mistakes. Like the three interceptions are glaring. And then I look at their rushing, and I, I just don't understand why Carlos Hyde is getting nine carries and Robinson is only getting five. I thought because Robinson Urban Meyer year. loves his Ohio State boys. That's why yeah, it's like Chip like, Kelly 2.0 and his Oregon guys. Urban's gonna go with his Ohio State guys. And you're also he's also killing me in fantasy because I got Robinson in a couple leagues and. I mean, this is not doing it for me. Um, but like, I think Robinson is better than Hyde. We've he's seen Hyde on many teams, and he's not that good. You think? Um, no, he is. He absolutely is. Yeah, uh, and so I, I think, yeah, I, I just, I, Jacksonville looks so bad. I mean, to lose to Houston, Houston. I thought we both thought. I said Houston might win two games, maybe. Like I didn't they're going to be they'd win one game. Yeah, that they're going to be a complete dumpster fire. And somehow the Jacksonville Jaguars, Jacksonville Jaguared and realized that they were even more of a dumpster fire. So, yeah, again, I, I can't I can't pick them. I know we've, we're chalk. Uh, well, we're, it's picking yeah, the, we're same the same team, so far. Yeah, I, 
I, I just can't. I just can't. Let's go to – so it's interesting because the AFC East all play each other this week. We already talked about the Patriots and the Jets. Now we go to the other two teams in the AFC East. The Bills, who are 0-1, go to the 1-0 and Miami Dolphins at 1 o'clock. Uh, I, I guess I'll let you go first. This is a Bills team trying to prove that last week was a fluke where Miami looking for a nice 2-0 start. Yeah, so I mean, I think in this one, it's gonna be it's gonna be Josh Allen and those Bills trying to really prove that last week was a fluke, and I don't think that Miami's Otis defense. Says, how dare you? <laughs> yeah, I don't think that Miami defense is anywhere close to the defense that um, that the Steelers trotted out there. Um, and like I said yes earlier, I, I I think that the Bills weren't weren't were on track to be competitive in that game. And then it just kind of collapsed after the, the punt return for a touchdown. And it just kind of fell off from there. Um, I think they recover in this game and I think they go out and they beat Tua and the dolphins. I'm taking the bills to win this game. I agree with you as much as I say, the bills are a regression team. They're still a good football team and they're still a team that's going to win this division. Uh, the bills just simply have too much talent. I'm not a big believer in Tua. I do like the dolphins defense a lot. I don't think it's that big of a drop off from what the Steelers provide. Now still the Steelers defense is just incredible. I'm not saying they're yeah. that close, but the dolphins is still a good defense and they're well coached. Um, this is going to be a close game, but I, I think Buffalo's out to prove that last week was more of an anomaly instead of what their season might entail. I'm going to go Buffalo as well. So we're, we're all chalk so far. Um, the next game is a big game. Uh, obviously San Francisco, we thought they were boat racing, uh, Detroit and they were, they and then all the, the and then they let off the gas and Detroit almost came back and won. They head to the only team in the NFC East that won Philadelphia. Nick Sirianni's home debut at Lincoln financial field. Jalen hurts his home debut in front of fans. Uh, this is going to be a really good game. I think mm -hmm. it's intriguing to see what San Francisco really is because you kind of saw two sides of it. You saw the team that you expected them to be, but at the same time, did they let off the gas or did the Detroit find some holes that they could e exploit in this defense that all of a sudden this Niners team all, again is getting banged up. Um, they all, they've let, they lost Verrett for the year on a torn ACL. You lost Mostert to a knee injury already, who is supposed to be the cog of your rushing attack, Trey Sermon season. Mm -hmm. I know people love Elijah Mitchell, but give it like two or three weeks and Trey Sermon's going to be dominating this backfield. Um, but this defense... It doesn't concern you that he got a DNP coach's no, decision, basically? No, you, you, Not they, at all? They, did, they didn't put any, all that draft capital into Trey Sermon to have him be behind Elijah Mitchell. Well, then, then why? Why would they... Why would they sit him? I, I I don't know. It just like why did the Bills sit Zach Moss? I don't I don't know. I don't have these answers for you. I'm just throwing out my prediction for Trey Sermon two to three weeks down That's the fair. line. Elijah Mitchell is the flavor of the week, but Trey Sermon is the long-term answer there, but that that's fantasy mm -hmm. that whatever uh, Philadelphia coming off a really, really impressive performance. We talked about uh, down in Atlanta, their home debut uh, Taylor. I'll let you go first. All right. So yeah, I mean, I, it, San Francisco looked really good for, you know, like three and a, or two and a half quarters ish until they started letting Detroit back into that game. Um, I also feel bad for anyone who took my advice on the, the studs or duds. I wasn't wrong technically because I said that Mostert would go off. And if he hadn't gotten injured, I think he would have because we saw Mitchell go off for 104 in a, tu in a mm -hmm. touchdown. So I think that it was a good call overall. But yeah, uh, losing him. 
I don't think it really matters. I think that the rush offense in general is just so dynamic the way that uh, Kyle Shanahan schemes it up that I think it doesn't really matter who you have back there. Um, Debo Samuel with nearly 200 yards and a touchdown last week coming into this game. I think, again, I think you're right. It's going to be a good game. I think Eagles, again, are going to be part of a good game. I think it'll be a lot closer um, than that last game ended up being because San Francisco is much better than the Falcons as, as far as I see it. Um, Such I a hot is, take. I think, I think this is a huge, a huge test for Philly. Um, but I think this time they come up short. They get their first loss. I'm taking San Francisco to keep the rush alive. Their defense is going to hold up strong. Hertz might struggle a little bit. I mean, he's, he's bound to struggle in at least a couple games. I think this is going to be one that he struggles in. The things that the Eagles do, the laundry list, uh, it could be a laundry list. One of the things they don't do is lose at home in front of the link. Um, I, I have to take the Eagles here, I, and I could be I could be wrong, but I like enough of what I saw from this Eagles team to believe that they're going to build on it and that it wasn't an, an anomaly. This is a talented roster. Uh, they have one of the best pass rushes in all of football. They have a lockdown secondary that just erased Kyle Pitts and Calvin Ridley all game long. Um, and they have the rushing attack and the balanced play calling and the creative play calling that they really have lacked the last two years or so under Doug Peterson um, that I believe it's going to be enough to throw San Francisco a loop, a West Coast team tra- for as much people as put stock in it or not, West Coast team traveling to the East Coast for a one o'clock matchup. Um, it just feels right to me, Eagles season opener. I'm going to go with the birds and keep an eye on that. If you're a, if you're a betting man, the money line right now is San Francisco three and a half. I, I like the Eagles to cover the spread on that one. Um, that's an interesting game to look at, um, but I'm going to go with the birds. So our first disagreement, you take San Francisco, I take yeah, Philadelphia. Um, make up some ground. Um, as much as I think I know you, who you want to pick, I know you're not going to take it. Let's go to the Rams at the Colts. Um, I, look, there we just talked to, uh, up the Rams for about 10 minutes in this show already about how good they looked. Um, they go against the Colts team that you know they're still trying to piece the chemistry together a little bit, have a really banged up f- offensive line. And I'll say this, if the offensive line struggled against Seattle, Boy, do I have news for you when the Rams come into town. Yeah, and that's that's really what scares me about this. And in fact, I'm like, at this point, I'm like, maybe you should just shit Maybe you Lunch. should bench Carson. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> if the offensive line is going to play like they did last week, you might want to bench Carson because Aaron Donald might just murder him. Um, and <laughs> I, I, if the offensive line plays like they did last week, it's going to be an easy victory for the Rams. Uh, forget about Jalen Ramsey on the back end trying to get, you know, what limited weapons the Colts have free from him. Uh, You know, the Colts would have to have a marginal improvement from last week to this week to compete with the Rams and beat them. Anything can happen, but I'm not going to be crazy this week. I'm, (laughs) I'm, I'm picking the Rams against the Colts as much as it hurts me to say the Colts just need more chemistry, more time, more gel with that offensive line don't even know if eric fisher is going to play i assume he will because he was nearly playing this week and he has a whole week of uh you know rest and recovery or whatever else but brain smith might be hurt now on the other side so i don't know i i can't pick i can't pick the Colts right now as much as it pains me to say um 
Let's go to an intriguing matchup between two one and oh teams that I think we both expected to be oh and one, and that would be the Vegas Raiders heading out to Pittsburgh this, to this face the this one's tough because you don't really know what the real Vegas Raiders team is, and you don't really know mm-hmm. what the real Pittsburgh Steelers team is. I have mm-hmm. a hunch. I, I'll go first on this one. I have a hunch that the Steelers just simply better coached a, a really good defense and, and enough on offense that they're going to do what they want to do against this Raiders defense, which isn't really that good. The Ravens kind of shot themselves mm-hmm. in the foot a lot on Monday night. Now that do the Raiders have some pieces? Yeah, they do. But I, I just believe in the Steelers. Not that I like the Steelers long term, but I believe in the Steelers a little more than I do the Raiders. I think the Steelers win this one. I I'm gonna pick against you this time. I think I liked what I saw out of the Raiders uh, defense. Um, obviously, that Gerald McCoy got hurt and and Gaku got hurt, so that, that, those are two pieces that they're gonna miss. Um, but Mosley was incredible all game. Uh, I and I, I up up. Their pass rush, I think, is good enough that against this Pittsburgh offensive line, which is just Swiss cheese at this point, I think that they're going to be able to push them real hard. I don't know if Najee Harris will be able to get going again in this game. Um, maybe more than he did last game, but I I, I, I don't think that Ben Roethlisberger and the, their, their offensive line will be able to stand um, the constant pass rush that uh, the Raiders are going to send at them. So I think that the Raiders find a way to – overcome this defense and win this game. Let's go to uh, the, this game. I'm having issues with this one because I have a hunch that a quarterback change might happen midway through this game. (laughs) Um, Bengals are headed to Chicago Taylor and look, the Bengals beat the Vikings in a pretty, pretty impressive game. Burrow looks good by the way. Um, This off the, the Bengals offense looks good. Mixon went off for over 120 yards and and two touchdowns. Uh, Jamar chase had a bomb. The connection between chase and Burrow is clearly there. Uh, And this is, this is a Bengals team that I think defensively played better than some expected. And this is a bears team on the other hand, that showed signs against the Rams. Like they were in that game for about three, two and a half, three quarters or so before the Rams mm-hmm. finally blew the doors off them. But I, I think a lot of that has to do with the just anemic style of offense that they have to play with under Andy Dalton. If you put in a Justin Fields on this team, this Bears team becomes really intriguing to me, especially in now in a NFC North division that looks gettable. Uh, this is a game that, look, I, I, I think because of the quarterback situation, I'm going to go Cincinnati, but I want to take Chicago. I just don't know if the quarterback change is going to happen soon enough in this game for Chicago to come back. Thus, I'm taking Cincinnati. Yeah, I mean Cincinnati looked really good, and you're right. Burrow looked great. Uh, saw all those. I don't. You probably saw the the video of the throw to Jamar Chase, which was like the same one that they oh, threw yeah. oh, in yeah. uh, the championship. And and yeah, he he looked good. I thought Burrow coming out of college would look good. I mean, he had all the tools, um, the accuracy, the down the down the field throwing, um, in order to be good. And I really think he showed out against Minnesota. I I think. I don't know about you, but I picked Minnesota to win that game. I think I did as well. Yes. Yeah. We both we were both wrong on that one. Um, but I agree with you here. If the bears don't switch to fields, I think that, you know, the Andy Dalton revenge game doesn't intrigue you. 
Mm, not really. No, <laughs> <laughs> no it, it doesn't at all. I mean, Chicago uh, is getting minus three in this game, which I mean that you, you could bet that game. I was about to say, bet I, I, this I, game. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> bet this game you, you, to win. I can assure you, Cincinnati's going to be in my parlay this week. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I would agree with you on that one. I, I, I'll take the Bengals to win this one too. Right, they look so too good against Minnesota. They, they. They were a surprise team to me. They they did look good. Um, this next game, I don't think we really need to break down too much, even though it's against a one and zero zero and one team. The team that's one and zero is not the team we expected. That would be the Houston Texans, uh, going into Cleveland to play the Browns, who went toe to toe with the Chiefs this past week. Um. Regardless of their record and how they did against Jacksonville, Houston is a dumpster fire. There's no yeah. absolutely no way, shape, or form I'm not taking Cleveland in this one. The only reason that the Texans won that game was because they're playing a worse dumpster fire, it seems, in Jacksonville. <laughs> Cleveland's getting 12 and a half points. I think that's probably accurate. Uh, I, that might I mean, even be kind. Yeah, honestly, it might be. Uh, yeah, the Browns are going to roll in this one. All right, so... That's oh no, we have one more one o'clock game left. Uh, that would be the Saints, the one and no Saints, led by Jameis, heading down to Sam Darnold and the Carolina Panthers are, I guess, out to Carolina, not really down from New Orleans's point of view. Um, but they're in Carolina against another one and no team. So two NFC South teams that are one and oh. Um, this game's intriguing because you want to know what the Saints really are. If, they really are who we think they are. Uh, and Jameis Winston could lead a talented Saints team to a possibly pushing the Buccaneers uh, like the Saints did last year under Drew Brees. And on the other side is Sam Darnold, the fit for the Panthers that they've been looking for um, with a young, talented defense and enough weapons on offense. It's going to be an intriguing matchup. Yeah, and uh, I think that Sam Darnold looked good uh, in, in his revenge game against the Jets. He's, I mean, now that he has talent, especially Kirsten McCaffrey, who can just be the safety valve and literally do everything, do the rushing, do the, he can be the guy you pass to. He will lead you to your team in rushing and passing, uh, receiving anyway. And I think that that's going to bode well for him. And I think it's going to make him look much better because now he, he has a guy who can, he can just get the ball to and at, at all costs and he'll go and get him yards. Um, but if I look at this game overall, I think that, all that being said, against this Jets, against the Jets defense last week, it shouldn't have been as close as it was, like at all. And uh, if you look at Zach Wilson, the rookie QB, up against the the Panthers defense, it it shouldn't have been as close as it was. And I'll say that for their for the Panthers. And so going into this game against a Saints team that just absolutely demolished um, uh, the. Packers and you know that that obviously is more I think of an aberration than going to be a trend for the Packers going forward I think they will be better obviously this one was just not their day but that being said I think the Saints will will handle the Panthers all right so it, we agree once again let's head to the four o'clock state and uh slate and that kicks off with the team that you're really high on Taylor the Arizona Cardinals oh, yeah. they're hosting the Minnesota Vikings uh which is the Cardinals home debut I have a feeling I know where you're going with this one yeah no I'm taking the cards in this one the way that they dismantled uh Tennessee and if you look at it on the other side I mean the Vikings could not beat uh the Bengals I mean they took it to overtime to their credit um, they, they, they didn't give up in this game. They took it all the way down to the wire. Um, but against the Bengals who are not as good as the Cardinals in my eyes in any way, shape or form, I think 
the offensive line is suspect for the Vikings. I think Chandler Jones is going to continue to dominate. Um, yeah, the, and, the talks for that contract extension is uh, looming large. Yeah, uh, yeah, and and Kyler Murray is, as I said, early MVP favorite in my eyes. I think he's going to keep rolling. He's going to throw for like four touchdowns at least, or be account for, I should say, four total touchdowns in this game. I'm taking the Cardinals. They're only getting four, so four and a half. Yeah, I, I think this is going to be a good game. This is kind of one of those games that, like, the random Kirk Cousins will show up. You know what I mean? Like, this is uh, going to yeah, be one of those games where he's going to be a thorn in your side type deal. But I think at the end of the day, it's still going to be a Cardinals win. I did like what I saw uh, from them overall against the Titans. And, and I just – I have a lot of question marks around surrounding, you know, what the Vikings offense is going to be. Look, for fantasy purposes, they're fine. But really, an offense led by Kirk Cousins, you don't know what you're going to get each and every week. And I can't – I, I, I know I picked them as a wild card team. I still believe that in the end, they could be one of those teams just simply because they do have the talent to win football games. I just don't know if it's going to be this one. The Vikings usually come on strong late in the season, uh, start off a little slow. They're going to start off slow once again this week. I'm going Arizona as well. So uh, another game we agree on. And I think that trend is going to continue uh, when the Atlanta Falcons head to uh, Tampa Bay. Uh, this is a matchup that, look, the Eagles manhandled Atlanta at home. Um, there's no reason for me to believe that the Super Bowl champions can't handle the Falcons at home. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the Eagles just, just you know, put it to the Falcons. And so, yeah, I think the Buccaneers are going to do it. They also are getting 12 and a half. And honestly, again, I think that is kind of low as well. Um the Buccaneers are going to roll on this one. There's not much to say. Falcons aren't that good. So th- this game's actually intriguing because I think the Titans are better than what we saw last week when they faced the Cardinals, and we, who we just talked about. And they head out to Seattle to face the Seahawks, who obviously just had their way with, with your Colts. Um, this is a Titans team that I think is going to show up, and I think they're going to play much better. However, this is the Seahawks team that I think a lot of people are sleeping on. They, they, you know, a lot of people are looking at the Seahawks team and, and thinking, ah, they'll be good, but not that good. They always cool off. Um, this is a Seahawks team that uh, the offense is much better, especially under their new offensive coordinator that's letting Russ do a little bit more, um, have more control of the play calling as well, uh, and an improved defense, in my opinion. Look, Tennessee, until they figure it out, like obviously anybody can dictate a game if Derrick Henry gets going and they certainly can do that. Um, and they have the weapons to keep up with Seattle in the past game, obviously with AJ Brown and I expect Julio to be better, but uh, it's tough to go into Seattle and, and win, especially when the crowd is back. I'm going to go Seattle on this one. Yeah. I think Seattle showed that their offense, their, their new look offense, as it were, is going to be strong and um, they're really going to, kind of just like you said just let Russ work um and do what he needs to do um I think that they're going to be explosive and just seeing how the Titans handled Carolina or the Cardinals last week um I mean obviously I don't think that that trend is going to continue completely I don't think the Titans are going to be as bad as they looked against the Cardinals all season um but Seattle's riding high and as we know Seattle and Russ usually got off to hot starts and they kind of cool off during the back stretch of the season so I think that uh Seattle's gonna roll in this one too and they're gonna win this game 
Probably the game. Disagree on much. (laughs) No, a a game of intrigue for me in the four o'clock slate, and it's the last one of the four o'clock slate. Are the Dallas Cowboys heading out to LA to face the Chargers? Uh, This is going to be a good game, Taylor. Uh, And obviously, the Chargers. I Mm -hmm. think both you and I are high on the Chargers this year. They went out across the country and, and beat Washington. Very tough defense to go against. I really like Herbert. You like Herbert. They have the offensive weapons. Uh, they have a really good defense that not a lot of people are talking about. And this is a Dallas Cowboys team that did, I mean, say what you want about them, did go toe-to-toe with the Super Bowl defending Super Bowl champions on opening night and, and had them on the ropes. Uh, they did choke. Um, the thing with the Cowboys is we knew they were going to put up the points, but they proved both you and I right. We've been saying this all summer long. It, it seems like it, it held true, at least in week one. This defense is abysmal. Uh, Dallas's defense is going to be the death of them at some point, whether it be early on or later on in the season, we don't know. Um, but they'll put up the points because they have to, uh, because th- they'll be giving up 30 points a week. It, it just feels like that it's going to be the case. Um, this game, though, should be very, very good. Yeah, I think that it's going to be good. I, I I think we both believe in the Chargers. I was I did pick against them last week um, because with Ryan Fitzpatrick, I thought that uh, you know the Washington football team could do enough. Obviously, Fitzpatrick went out, and so that tempered my whole thing and ruined all of my picks. And when I called you out for <laughs> your parlay that you put out on Twitter, yeah, um, you but- you deserve everything. You deserve everything <laughs> that you you put that negative energy out. You deserve everything that you got. Well, maybe I should keep putting it out because it didn't seem to affect you. And in fact, right after I said that, Ryan Fitzpatrick went down. So, um, but honestly, in this game, you know, you're right that the defense of the Cowboys was a little suspect. Although I think the offense for um, the Buccaneers is you know, quite good. And so I I think that they may have looked a little worse than they actually are um, when compared to, you know, the Buccaneers offense coming right at them. Um, But so, yeah, I mean, I I think in this game, I'm going to take the Cowboys because I think that they feel cheated that they didn't win uh, that game against the defending uh, Super Bowl champions. They gave Tom Brady the ball back with like, you know, a minute 40 and that's way too much time. Not for the, the greatest of all time, but I think in this game, Zeke gets rolling a little bit more than he was against the very, 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 very stout uh, Buccaneers defense. I think that he rolls a little bit more. They get him involved. They still have Amari and CD Lamb. They have so many weapons on offense. I think their offense is going to put up enough points to outscore uh, the Chargers. Yeah, this this hurts a little bit for me to pick pick uh, Dallas, but I but I agree with you. I think they have enough offensively that they're going to beat the Chargers, and it wouldn't surprise me if the Chargers win. But um, that Dallas showed enough that I think I, I feel good taking them against the Chargers. I hope the Chargers kill them, obviously, but I I, I agree with you. I, I think Dallas is going to win this game. Now let's go to the game of the week, and it would have been nicer if you know the Ravens handled their business, but they are at home facing the Kansas City Chiefs who 
you know, struggled early against the Browns, but and had to come back, and the Browns kind of helped them come back. But mm-hmm. needless to say, the Chiefs are still one and zero. They looked very good uh, towards the end of that game in Baltimore. I, I mean, they have a lot of issues to fix. Uh, clearly, that offensive line is not complete with obviously the issues in the run game. Marcus Peters has torn ACL. There, I mean, they the the Ravens offense is falling like flies. Um, it's a miracle that Lamar stayed upright in that game but this should be a good game however with the state of the ravens i I think i gotta go patty mahomes and the chiefs on this one yeah and uh, this week i don't think we're gonna have a lot of disagreements so it's gonna hinge on those two three games that we picked differently right yeah uh but yeah no i'm going the chiefs because i mean in all honesty i don't know how many games the chiefs are going to lose and it, maybe this is one of those games where you look at it and you think that this might be one that they could lose. But right. like prime right. time, you know, Patrick Mahomes, he's he's just gonna do what Patrick Mahomes does. And the 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 Ravens have never really been able to beat the Chiefs. They played them multiple times, and I think they've I think they've lost every time. Um, correct me if I'm wrong on that one. I mean, Chiefs they've lost every that. time. Yeah, no, the Chiefs yeah. haven't. The Mahomes yeah. hasn't lost to Lamar. Yeah, exactly. So, so with that being said, yeah, the the defense for the Ravens completely collapsed at the end of the game. Like the last, the last what was thirty seconds when the the Raiders were driving trying to get a field goal to tie the game, mm-hmm. Carr just threw it right to the middle of the field, completely, you know, not wide open. I should say because uh, they were there, but you know, he was able to do it pretty easily in like two plays with no timeouts drive down the field and get into field goal range and that doesn't bode well for anyone playing the chiefs if you let you know Derek carr and that offense just march down the field like that the chiefs are going to eat you alive um and then the chiefs defense i think is not great but they're good enough that they'll put pressure on uh lamar and eventually uh you can only run so much without fumbling or getting hurt or just not being successful. So yeah, I, I think I think the Chiefs are gonna they're gonna win this game. It might be a high scoring close game. Oh, but it will absolutely end, be a high scoring game. Yeah, but in yeah. the end, the Chiefs are gonna win this game. I don't bet against Patrick Mahomes very often. No, no, neither do I. That that's that's just it's foolish. foolish. Yeah, yeah no. uh, let, let's go to the Monday night football game, which all of a sudden has some intrigue because we don't really know what we're going to get out of the Green Bay Packers as they host the Detroit Lions, who almost came back in their own right uh, against San Francisco in week one. This is a Green Bay Packers team that coming off 38-3 shellacking from New Orleans out in Jacksonville. Um, we don't really know what we're going to get. Is it? One of those hot takes where we take Detroit, or are we going to just realize that this is still a Aaron Rodgers-led football team that should handle the Lions? Well, I mean, you can take Detroit if you want. I am not <laughs> taking Detroit. Because <laughs> regardless of anything, I think the the game that Detroit had was more of a... Um, more of a collapse, not collapse, but a, a stepping off of the gas by the San Francisco 49ers than it was them um, doing anything special. Although I do think that they're going to be a team. They're not going to be like the 0-16 Lions or whatever. They may be a bad team, but I think Jared Goff isn't too much of a fall off from Matthew Stafford. Maybe a bit, but not too much. It's not like they have like no one back there. I do think that Jared Goff, he can get it to TJ Hawkinson. He, he can get people involved. And they showed that they they won't go down without a fight, at least. 
Um, and I give them all the credit in the world for trying to come back in that game, making it, an in- it, it, it interesting from what it looked like a complete shellacking in the first uh, quarter, first half. Um, but I, I think you'd be nuts, nuts to take Detroit Lions against the Packers, especially because the Packers just got embarrassed. You think they're going to go and get embarrassed twice? <laughs> I mean, I mean, losing to the Saints is one thing. The Saints are a good team. Losing, losing to, to Detroit, I mean, losing to Detroit, it, it, you might get traded, Aaron Rodgers, if you lose to Detroit. If if if, if the Packers lose to Detroit on Monday Night Football, next week's show is going to be interesting to say the least, because there's going to be a lot of discussions to be had about the future of the Packers and Aaron Rodgers, because that would that would be something. And That's there are if they lose to the Lions, there are clearly issues going on. If, if something goes terribly wrong and they lose to the Lions. Lions, then I think yeah that Tuesday that next day when we're we're talking here it'll be on Wednesday for those who are listening but that's gonna be where like you look at it and it's like is it better off for the Packers organization just to trade Aaron Rodgers get what you can for him now and just run with Jordan Love because obviously I mean if they lose that game and, and Aaron Rodgers looks bad and he's like the reason they lost or at least he throws like another pick or two mm-hmm. which is very much out of his uh uncharacteristic for him um, then yeah, I think you're going to be looking at a situation where it's like, maybe we just get rid of them, get rid of this drama and move on with our lives. Speaking of which I just saying the Washington football team just needs a quarterback. If they get a quarterback, they'll be so good. Terry McLaurin's ready for a quarterback. The defense is good. I want them to get one of these quarterbacks. I don't think they will, but I want them to. Whether it be good or bad, I'm not sure, but we only differed on two games this week, Taylor. I uh, I, pick, I picked Pittsburgh, Obviously. you picked Vegas, and I took Philly, you took San Francisco. We agreed on everything else. So it's going to hinge on those two games. Then. It's going to hinge. On, it's going to hinge on on the Eagles and Niners and Raiders and Steelers. So keep it Hopefully locked I in. Two no on those ones and catch you. Take take the swing. Go up one yeah, game instead yeah. of being down one game. We'll see. Exactly. We'll see, well, we'll see what happens. I highly doubt that because I know my Eagles are going to win. So uh, sure. it's it's sure, okay. Yeah. It's <laughs> it's okay. I mean, denial. You know, it, it it takes a while to get over the denial phase. So I uh, so I'll let you. I know you're grumpy. <laughs> I know you're grumpy from last week. So it's okay. It's fine. It's fine. Well, it's whatever. You, if you the Colts it. win and beat the Rams, I'll be happy to take that loss yeah. there. Yeah, but we're both going to take it. So, well, before we go to our last segment of the show, which is our fantasy stardom situm for week two, our our studs and duds, if you will, I like to call I like to call the segment. It's time to announce this really cool giveaway. And, and like I said, Paisan's Pizza up here in Albany, New York, uh, a really cool story. And, and football season is here, and nothing goes better with football than pizza. I don't think I go a football Sunday without having pizza. On Thursday. Thursday I had pizza for the, the that's what the that's what you do yeah you, yep. typically Sunday when I do absolutely nothing from 10 o'clock on whether it because I'm you know staring at my laptop doing my parlays and my DFS and my mm-hmm. uh and, and you know adjusting my fantasy lineups to watching the Eagles whenever they are and then watching red zone the rest of the time uh mm-hmm. I always get a pizza so right now uh, and we're going to explain this in a little bit. Right now, you can win a gift card to Paisan's Pizza up here in Albany, New York, whether it's college football Saturday or the big games in the NFL. Paisan's is your go-to spot for the best pizza in New York. And if you live outside of the Capital Region, you're thinking, well, it's a pizza place in Albany. Now I don't care. Wrong. We <laughs> still got you. We Wrong. still have you covered. 
you can still order their amazing frozen pizza on Gold Belly today. And that, that is a website. To learn more about Paisan's Pizza, visit their website, paisanspizza.com. And I will spell Paisan's for you. P-A-E-S-A-N-S. Paisan's Pizza in Albany, New York. Or listen to their interview on the recent Getting There with Gaz episode. You can find all of the Godzilla Media podcasts on, on their website, YouTube, Spotify, Apple, whatever. And that's what I want to get into. So we just mentioned all the social media plat or all the platforms that you can hear our episodes. Where and you have to be listening to this episode to know. And this is the part that scares me because now I know who's going to be listening to our show. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, you know, an hour and a half in, I'm hoping it's at least one person. Um, but there's going to be one winner, Taylor. And you and I decide before the show that to win the gift card for Paisan's Pizza, and I'm telling you guys, this is New York pizza. This is good pizza. So for the folks still approved. Do- this is Barstool approved. Google Barstool Paisan's Pizza. Listen to the review. Listen to Portnite talk this place up. It really is that good. I love their Buffalo chicken pizza. Absolutely love it. Um, for the people that don't live in New York, this is true New York style pizza. You do not want to miss out on this. And the frozen pizza tastes just like the real thing. It is the real thing. It is unbelievable. So what you and I decided, Taylor, is that – Give, first off, one, be following us on Twitter, at sports underscore podcast on Twitter. Make sure that there that's one. Make sure you're following us. Then go to the Apple Podcast, not Spotify, not YouTube. Go to the Apple Podcast section. Rate our podcast and comment. Give us a review. And then end it with hashtag Pizons. So we know that it's part of the Pizons review. You have until today, the show will air on Wednesday, September 15th. You have until Friday, September 17th to do this. So again, for our listeners, follow us on Twitter at sports underscore podcast. Go to the Apple podcast page rate leave us a comment slash review of our show tell us what you want us to focus on tell us what we could do better at tell us what you love about us don't give us a one star we're not giving you a gift card if you one star us that's just <laughs> that's just fucked that's up on principle that's that's, on principle. that's that this is on principle here uh and then do hashtag pison so we know um, that you want this Paisan's gift card. It's the first person to do it. You won't know if you're the first person, but we will. It's the first person to do it. And again, you have until Friday, September 17th to do it. So we'll be on the lookout for that. You'll be on the lookout for that. And then once we have the winner, we will be DMing you probably via Twitter to uh, to get your information that we can and- email you uh, that, that listen, w- if, gift card. If you happen to not have a Twitter, one, you can get one. It's not hard to make one. If you make one just for this, that's fine too. But also, if you still want to re- review and comment and do the, all that and you don't have a Twitter and you don't want to follow, 
Well, that's just sad. But if you review it, and you're the, <laughs> that, that and you're the only sad. one who reviews it and you're the, the first one to review it, then we might still give it to you anyway. I know some people don't have Twitters or whatever. I don't know what you're doing, but. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, welcome to 2021. If you don't have a Twitter, I'm not really sure what you're doing with your life. Um, you might not deserve the podcast. Don't alienate our listeners. Anyway. But all right, fine. I'm not going to alienate our listeners. So just. Just give us a review on Apple Podcasts. You don't have to have the Twitter account. Sorry but for alienating you old heads, <laughs> but you should get. But you should get a Twitter account and follow. But us. honestly, even if you don't want to be part of this, but I I don't know why you wouldn't want to be because Python's Pizza is great and everyone likes free shit. Um, but re- leaving a review and the rating is the best way uh, to support our show and all the shows on Godzilla Media. So give them all ratings if you're there. But if you rate and re- review ours, you can get a pizza. And look, if you're on YouTube, look into you Otis's Otis. eyes. <laughs> look into Otis's eyes. Look how sad <laughs> you would let down this wonderful, cute dog named Otis in his Eagles jersey. By the way, look at that face. Don't let down Otis. And if you want more information about Paisan's Pizza, just check any one of our Twitters and Facebook. We're going to plaster yeah. that all yeah. over the place. This so will be all over social media. Yeah. This will be all over social media once this show airs. And l- like I said, this is a really cool um, thing that Paisan's is doing. And I'm telling you, the pizza is worth it. So if you're out in L.A. or down in Florida, down in Texas, up in Minnesota, whatever. Um, frozen pizzas. We have listeners from europe remember that like guys yeah. was telling us we had viewers so if you're germany. out in europe germany, <laughs> I, in I, germany. I mean thank you i know listening. we have at least one of one of my uh, our fans is out in uh and uh vegas so oh okay so no matter where it. you are and, uh, and i'm still I'm not, I'm not so sure you can get good new york style pizza out in germany so i mean <laughs> hey uh, now's your chance uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but no, this is going to be an awesome giveaway. I'm looking forward to see who wins this because the pizza is worth it. All right, we're at an hour and 30. Let's do these studs and duds. Let's do these studs and duds. All right, Taylor, let's start with the studs of week two fantasy football. Who is going to be your stud this week? Non-quarterback. We do not do quarterback. All right, I am looking at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the uh, Atlanta Falcons. And I'm going to go... I don't know if I'm going to go in the same direction that you're going because I'm not picking the Tampa Bay guys because we all know that they're going to be studs, so I don't really have to say it. What I'm going to say is that the Buccaneers' Buccaneers' rush defense is very, very stout, and I don't think that Mike Davis is going to be able to do much of anything. So I think if any points are going to be put up by the Falcons, I think it's going to have to be funneled through Ridley, maybe Pitts, but I'm taking Ridley to be my stud. I think that if, if, you know, you know, Dallas can throw for all the yardage that they did. I think if there's any weakness to this Buccaneers defense, it's going to be in the secondary. So I think to put up the points and try to keep up with Tampa Bay, I think Ridley is going to have to be highly involved. So I'm saying Ridley is going to be a stud this week. And uh, I mean, you, you kind of said that I'm cheating picking this, but I had Antonio Brown as my stud. Start, start any Buccaneers wide receiver that you have, even Mike Evans. Don't worry about last week. Um, for that matter. 
Uh, Brown, Brown stayed on the straight and narrow this offseason. Great fantasy managers with a vintage performance last week on just seven targets. He had five receptions and led the Bucks with 121 yards in that touchdown. Uh, Godwin went off as well. Uh, this is coming off a performance against the Falcons defense. Uh, Jalen Hurts and the Eagles just torched for 264 passing yards and three tutties on Sunday. Um, this could get out of control quickly. Brown is a must start in week two, as are all the Buccaneers pass catchers. Let's go to duds of the week. Week two, dud for your fantasy football week. Avoid this guy. All right. So I'm looking at the Steelers and the Raiders game. And I just think that that Steelers defense is, is really good. They're really stout. I think that the Raiders in general are going to have a hard time moving the ball. Um, I know I picked them to, did I pick them to win? I did pick the Raiders to win. Um, but I think that I'm going to go with my dud being Josh Jacobs. I think if the Raiders are going to win at all, mm. it's going to be through the air. So I'm going to say fade Josh Jacobs. I think he'll be a dud. I don't think he's going to get very much yardage uh, in this game. So so people are, are, are talking about Devontae Parker and, and thinking that, you know, who cares about Jalen Waddle now? Devontae Parker, did he lead the Dolphins in targets and yards? Yep. But do I think that's enough to justify starting him in week two? Uh, not so fast. I, I mean, a lot of people seem to be intrigued by Devontae Parker. He saw a 26% target share in week one, which is a lot. Um, turned that into four receptions for 81 yards. Yet despite leading the team, he was just wide receiver 43 in fantasy with 12 points. The issue for me, Taylor, is that Parker um, – is dependent on finding the end zone and going back to last year, he was just one of 35 receivers to record over a hundred targets. He faces a bills defense that shut down the Steelers passing attack. Overall, they get will fuller back. Jalen Waddle is only going to start getting more involved in this offense. You have Tua, who isn't really a, a flamethrower to begin with. You have Gasicki as a red zone target as well. Um, Devontae Parker is one of those guys that if you can sell high on him, I'd recommend doing so before he lays a couple more duds. So this is kind of where I was going with this. Now, it's not the name. I, there's a lot of people out there that is like Devontae Parker. He's not even rostered in my 10-team league. Well, in 12 and 14 teamers, he is. And Devontae Parker is one of those guys that if you have him, Take advantage of the nice performance that he had last week and see if you can get uh, a, maybe a running back or a serviceable tight end for him because it's only going to get worse from here. Yeah, I agree. I can so that. that that it was kind of a random one, but I but I but I thought it was intriguing because I I, I saw some people like had him at the top. But no, I never was a big one, and I love Jalen Waddle this year as well. So that's kind of yeah, where I was going with too. that. Yeah, that's a pretty monster game. Yeah, and I think it's only going to get better from from here on out with Waddle, and then I think Asiki's going to be better. And I still well, like hope that. Antonio Brown doesn't do well because I just traded him. But you know what? I I live with my life. I play. So you beat Gaz this week in our fantasy league. I play or last week. I play him this week. Well, so he was the second highest scorer. I just scored more. 
Yeah, I got I got burned by Aaron Jones, only three points, but I got away with it, thankfully. Um, it's not going to happen again. Daryl Henderson was an absolute stud for me. Um, just saying, I told you so. Daryl Henderson, all but two uh, downs, was in the backfield for the Rams. I'm just saying. Yeah, my dud um, last week was way off because David Montgomery actually had a, a pretty good Yeah, game. David Montgomery had a nice week. Um, he I didn't don't do think... enough to win the game, though. I don't. I don't. I don't I don't think that's the norm. I don't think that's what the norm is going to be. I'm still not very high on David Montgomery this year, but we don't have but, time to get into that. Yeah, but I should say I only won against Gaz by two points and I was biting my nails because David Montgomery was still going and I was just like, just just don't just don't get the two more yards or whatever. Not two, but like twenty more yards you needed. But came out with a win. Take that, Gaz. And it's coming. Back around for you again this week, guys. I am taking you down, and we're going to send you to the 0-2 pits because of approving <laughs> that trade. This is what you deserve. Uh, <laughs> we love you guys. We really do. Um, we want to thank all our listeners for joining us, and we want to thank our last sponsor, which is Saving Face Barbershop up in Saratoga Springs. Check out our boy Jeremiah. Uh, whether you need a fresh cut, which I'm getting there again, um, or you need that close face shave, go in, check out, not even just Jeremiah. He has a bunch of other guys there as well that do a fantastic job, a really cool atmosphere. He has a bunch of TVs in the place, especially now with football season coming in. Uh, you, you get to watch Sports Center, You get to watch NFL Network and, and talk the shit with the guys, talk sports, and, and just enjoy the really cool experience while getting a really fresh cut at the same time. You're not going to be disappointed in what you get, just go to savingfacebarbershop.com. You can book your appointment online or even simply give them a call. Their phone number is on their website as well. Give them a call, book your appointment, and check out Saving Face Barbershop today. Get that fresh cut for the for the fall time. Uh, the temperatures are still stru- – I mean, they're hanging on, Taylor. They're hanging on. We're, we're like 70s, 80s. I don't want summer to go. Um, mm-hmm. Get that fresh cut to to enjoy the last bit of summer that we have, even though fall is right around the corner. Officially, I think it's like in two weeks is the first day of fall. And before you know it, we're setting back the clocks as well. But check out Saving Face Barbershop, where you really should be checking that place out to get your fresh hair cut. And, and that will do it for uh, sports with the Z and a T a nice long episode uh, football season. This is what it's going to be. We hope you enjoy our full breakdown college football and, and NFL. Uh, we were going to talk Ben Simmons. If anything materialized, nothing really has come of that uh, yet, but if anything, we'll get back does, into we'll, MLB we'll, when it, the playoffs we'll hop back in MLB. The, Pennant chases is heating up. The Yankees, you know, as quickly as they look good, they look absolutely abysmal. Um, the Phillies. Yeah, I'm glad we're not talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> the Phillies, the same thing. Don't worry about it. Uh, it's football season. So uh, <laughs> we'd like to thank we'll you. Talk, yeah, NBA when it comes back around. We, we'd like to thank time. you for joining us here on Sports with the Z and a T. You could check out this episode and all of our episodes presented by Godzilla Media on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, which is where you need to go to leave a uh, review and hashtag Pizons to get that Pizons gift card. If you have uh, an Android, find a friend who has a yeah. Find a friend. Cause... Figure it out, you Android losers. <laughs>
Who has an Android? I mean, seriously. Uh, some people do. Some people. I, I know, and some people hate Apple, but which I don't you know. You know, who people but... who have Androids, they definitely have friends who have Apple. So yes, they do because that's, win that's some pizza. Yeah, yeah. Win some pizza. It is definitely worth it. And of course, you can also find our episode on YouTube as well. Enjoy the next slate of football Saturday, college football. Go, uh, go Nittany Lions. We are, uh, we are going to take down Auburn and then catch that full slate of NFL action on Sunday as well. Uh, coverage starts Thursday this week, Washington and uh, New York will kick things off. So keep it locked into our Twitter accounts. We will keep you posted, especially with all the uh, Pisons giveaway information that you need. If you did not listen to this episode, which you need to do anyway. Um, for Taylor, I am Bryce. This was Sports with a Z and a T, and we will catch you next week. Be safe out there.